Hello and welcome back to the Sovereign Projector podcast. Uh, I'm Heather. I'll be your host today, this evening, whenever you're listening to this. And as always, I'm so, so, so happy to be spending some time with you. So today is part two of kind of like a little travel adventure summary from the last like seven-ish months that I've been on a podcast hiatus. So we left off um, from part one. We left off uh, kind of like getting towards the end of time, my time on Gili Air in Indonesia. Um, and I was starting to feel like Europe was calling. And so what I did was I booked a flight from Singapore to Germany, um, it, like to Munich. It was the best deal. I actually got like a crazy price, actually. It was like to fly from Asia to Europe with like a nice airline. Like I flew with Qatar. I think I paid like 600 Aussie dollars or something. So like 400 US dollars. You little beauty. Anyway, so, um, oh, and I had the request to, to do like in the future to do like just my like full collection of like travel tips, like just everything that I know, have learned and all of that. And that's, a fun idea. So that is definitely like on the list of things to come. Um, I want to put like my full heart and soul into that. So I don't know when it'll happen, but hopefully sometime in the next couple of months, um, I'll sit down and just compile absolutely everything. I'll probably talk to some other travelers, other backpackers, other digital nomads, um, and just compile like a kind of one-stop shop for yeah everything that I know have learned, wish that everybody knew before like traveling, especially traveling solo and all of that. So that's really exciting. Oh, I just found my lip gloss that I'd lost like a few days ago. Yay. Okay. Um, so, uh, Gilly Air. So let's, let's zoom in on my last day. So I was obviously, um, this was in early March and I was very excited to be going to Europe. Well, Singapore and then Europe. Um, but it meant that I was saying goodbye to my sister who I'd been traveling with for the last few months. Um, and I like, we literally don't, didn't, don't know when we'll see each other again. Um, cause she is, yeah, going to go off on her, another adventure soon. She's going to be traveling Australia in a van and well, I don't, I, I'm thinking I'll probably be back in Australia over Christmas time, if not before, uh, because, oh my God, I'm craving proper Australian coffee and just like it'll be really nice like see my friends soon and all of that stuff but anyway long story short we didn't really know when we're going to see each other again still don't know and then also I was saying goodbye to Vanessa one of my really really good friends who I met traveling and we've been yeah like staying together for the last like few months um so it was very sad goodbye and also just to say goodbye to the island uh, I you know lived there more or less for like six weeks no more than that probably like two months between like Gilly Air and Gilly Menno. Um, so it was really, really tough. Uh, I went to like, we did one final like coffee and breakfast at Barefoot Blondie, which like, if you've been to Gilly Air, it's kind of like the iconic coffee place. Like if you just come off the ferry, like as soon as you get off the boat and like walk like literally 50 meters, you'll see Barefoot Blondie and yeah, they do decent coffee uh, for like an island. So we had like one last coffee there. I said goodbye to all the staff there, which is really, really sad because, you know, become friends and like gotten to know a lot of people on, who like live on the island too. 
um, and said our goodbyes and got on my boat. Now, that boat ride was the worst experience of my life. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's probably a bit extreme, but it was a very, very terrifying experience. And yeah, I posted this on my travel Instagram like stories at the time, but it's like, I am an adventurous traveler. Like I am willing to pretty much do almost anything, right? Like I don't mind like the most like dodgy looking like buses, trains, um, dodgy looking planes scares me a little bit that I'm a bit hesitant about. I had, had to go on a couple of those in the Philippines, but yeah, like, like cars. I mean, if you've listened, I, you've, you've come along on some of my travel misadventures, right? This boat was the worst. And the thing is, is that like, yeah, they were charging the same price as like the higher quality uh, boats. And like, I didn't actually read any reviews. And then as I got onto the boat and like was experiencing how insane it was, I was like, I want to like read some of the reviews of this company. And they were all like one star. People were like, oh my God, I thought I was going to die. Um, but yeah, it was just so bumpy. Everyone got seasick. The like boat, like the driver was going way too fast for the size of the boat. Um, it was so dangerous. It smelled, you couldn't open a window because he was going so fast that if you open a window, like the entire boat would be like flooded. Yeah. I generally thought like, this is how I'm going to die or <laughs> I'm going to throw up. Um, and the problem was there was only like a tiny little spot off the back and it was like full of people already vomiting. So I was like, Oh my God, if I'm going to spew, <laughs> like, I, I can't get outside. Um, so the, yeah, there are other people like throwing up into their little like sick bags and stuff. Um, sorry for the graphic details, but whatever you clicked on an adventure travel with me and this is what happened. Um, so it was probably like a two ish hour boat ride or so, but like it was the longest two hours of my life. Like, and then we stopped so close to the shore. Like I could start to see Bali. So basically this was the ferry between, um, I didn't say that, but this is the ferry between Gili Air to go back to Bali to get on my flight to go to Singapore. Um, and I was just like, no, nah. anyway. But yeah, so then the ferry port uh, at Parangbai, which is like the town that you go to to catch the ferries to the Gili Islands, it is the worst. Like it is the most like scam rich um, like ferry port that I've ever been to. And like, what is really, really bad. And like, I tried to save so many people, but, um, what they'll do is like, even when you're already on the minibus, right. So like, basically when you book like a boat ticket, it'll oftentimes come with like a shuttle bus that will take you wherever you need to go, like to whatever, like general town you need to go to in Bali. And like, so I got, I booked like the airport shuttle, obviously. And cause this was the third time that I'd done this trip. And also I just like Googled and spoke to people. So I knew about, what they would do, but basically what these like scammers will do is even when you're on the bus, they will come up to you and say like, oh, this bus, it will take like six hours, da, 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 da. Like if you come with me in my taxi, like I'll, um, I will take you straight there. It'll only be an hour, all of that. Um, and yeah, like the, it's even like the driver, like the driving companies who will like kind of go along with this. So it's like, you kind of feel like you can trust because like you paid the shuttle bus driver to take you where you need to be. But like, they will still be like, oh yeah, for sure. It'll totally take that long. Or, or they just won't say anything typically. I think it's typically like a don't ask, don't tell. 
And so I, I heard like a couple of like Dutch girls like behind me kind of falling for this scam. And I tried to say to them like, no, don't listen. Like, um, it, like I've done this before and the drive is not six hours. It takes an hour and a half. Uh, but yeah, they ended up falling for it, which sucks, right? It's like, you know, I get that everybody has to make a dollar, but make an honest dollar. So yeah, the good thing was, is because I was so like rumpy and sick from that boat ride, I was like seething um, when these like dudes trying to come up to me and they see this like sweet little innocent girl uh, and they're like, oh, miss, you know, let me take you. Where are you going? Blah, 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 blah. No, you shouldn't do that. I was so mad. I just gave them these like glares and I was like, get away from me. <laughs> And that was all they had to say about that. Um, they cleared the way for the grumpy, angry lady coming through. Okay, so anyway, that was that story. Then I went to Bali Airport and this was really fun. Actually, I decided um, to not bother like booking accommodation actually in Bali town, but Bali has these like little pod hotels. Uh, so it's like, I don't know. It's very like sci-fi. Like you kind of like slip into like, kind of, it literally felt like being on a spaceship. Like you like go into this little like pod that's actually physically in like Bali airport. Um, and you have your own tiny, tiny little like capsule space. Like if you've ever seen like capsule hotels, it's like just a tiny bit bigger than that. Um, so yeah, I stayed there uh, overnight because my flight was like in the morning. So I was like, you know what? There's no point like fluffing around with like getting a shuttle into town and then back and forth, blah, blah, blah. This is just easier. And also like, I love airports. I find airports really, really inspiring. Like there's always such like an excited energy. People are going places. You can like watch the arrivals and departures board and just contemplate how many places there are in the world um, that maybe you'll get to go to one day. And so, yeah, I just like, and Bali's like a 24, 24 hour airport too. So um, I knew it would be fine. So I did that. I went to like one of the airport restaurants for dinner. I uh, just sat, read my book. Um, and then I helped. So obviously like with Vanessa, who I met uh, in the Gillies and she's Italian and she'd been like teaching me a lot of Italian. And so I had it up to a phase where it was like more or less conversational. Like I, I, I held my own um, in Italy and even here in Albania, like I don't speak much Albanian except for like, hello, how are you? But a lot of people here speak Italian, like more people speak Italian than speak English. Um, so it's come like, I'm so, so happy that like I was able to learn a bit of this. But anyway, like there was an old Italian dude sitting at the table behind me and I heard him trying to say like, I, you know, I don't speak English. Um, just Italian, blah, blah, blah. So I was able to help him communicate with the waiter, like with my tiny, tiny little bit of conversational Italian that I'm able to use. And he was so, so grateful. And then obviously he started trying to like have a proper conversation with me. And I was just like, si, come ti chiami? Anyway, so that was really, really, it just felt so good, right? Um, what next? What next? Yeah, so stayed in Bali Airport, flew to Singapore, and then I had like five days in Singapore. Um, I've been to Singapore before. My sister and I, like Colleen and I, went um, when we did like a trip to Vietnam actually back in 2014, so quite a while ago. Uh, but I stayed in a different part of Singapore this time. I stayed in Chinatown, and I would definitely recommend if you go to Singapore, this is like a really cool part of the city, and it was just a really cool city in general amazing food 
um, it was tough, like coming from Indonesia because Indonesian food is so good, like all of the satay and the mie goreng and the nasi goreng. And yeah, Bali and the Gillies especially do like a really decent like Western food. Um, so all of your pizza, Mexican, all of those needs are always met. Uh, but yes, Singapore came through. The dumplings was so good. And just like the Chinatown market, like pretty much every night that I was there, I just like went to the Chinatown market, walked around, ate food, and it was really fun. Did that. I'm trying to think of anything. I didn't do anything like too chaotic in Singapore. I've done all like the touristy things last time when Colleen and I were there. Um, all of like the gardens by the bay and all of that. Um, I wanted to go to a nighttime light show, but it rained pretty much every evening. Like I got pretty lucky where it was like typically okay during the day. There was like a few downfalls of rain, but then every night it just started raining at like 5 p.m. and then and then went on till the morning. So that wasn't ideal and I didn't get to go to my light show, but I assume that like, you know, Singapore is really like the kind of place where it's on the way to, well, it's, you know, a really good stop if you're like flying in between Australia and Europe. So I definitely, or just like really Australia and ever, anywhere else in Asia, pretty much you kind of almost always stop in Singapore. So I know I can go back. Um, yeah. And then after five days, I got on my flight to go to Germany. And this was like one of those 24 hour, probably 36, 48 hour. I don't know. You kind of lose track of time when you are flying long distances, um, where I just have no idea. Like, I just remember like, okay. So in Qatar, like, oh, is that the name of the place? Like, yeah, but in, in the airport where I had a stopover anyway, it was okay. I was like, I just had this feeling. <laughs> I just had this feeling there's, oh my God, it's been 14 minutes and I'm only up to like the airport. Okay. <laughs> anyway, it's fine. Um, yeah, so I just had this feeling like there's going to be somewhere more comfortable to sit down and to sleep, right? Because I saw we, we landed at 11.30 p.m. Um, like in the Middle East, like in the time zone that we were landing in. Uh, and my next flight wasn't until I think like 5am or 6am. So I had a good like six or seven hours overnight to wait before my next flight. So I was like, I want to sleep. Obviously I didn't manage to get to sleep on the first flight. So I was like, I need some rest. And I didn't want to just like sit in the random little like back seats. And then fortunately after walking around and literally just like following my spleen through this giant airport, I swear I was just like left. Okay right? Okay. And then I saw this like female reclining room or something. Um, and yeah, it was just like a room where only women were allowed and you could sit or sleep on these like relaxed lounge chairs essentially. And there was plenty of spaces available. So I did that. I slept for probably, I actually, yeah, I managed to get a good like five hours or whatever of sleep and then got up, went to my gate and got on the next flight. But again, I think I slept a little bit on that flight, but still, I, I really do struggle to sleep on flights. And then, yeah, landed in Germany, was so tired, um, exhausted. And that night, I don't know why I scheduled it like this. I was like, I'll be fine. <laughs> um, but I had a human design class that night. So at 8.30 p.m. So I landed in Germany at like one-ish. Um, and then I probably got to my accommodation by like 3.30. Then I had a four hour nap because <laughs> I was like, do you know what? I do not care about jet lag at this stage. Like 
I need to sleep. Um, and then I taught a human design class that night and honestly it went quite well, but then afterwards I was like, okay, now I'm crashing crash. And then the next morning I taught an evolutionary astrology class and I have no idea why it ended up getting scheduled like that or why I didn't think to like reschedule things, but sometimes I'm a masochist, honestly. Um, so did that. (laughs) And then, yeah, at, at, um, Munich airport, like when I flew in, when I went to get my SIM card, I went to like, finding where I bought the SIM card, where you buy the SIM card in like Munich airport is just a headache. They were like, go this way, this way, this way. I had to ask like three different times for directions, but it's fine. I found it. And like the girl in front of me also buying a SIM card, I saw she had an Australian passport. So I was like, oh my God, you're Australian. Um, and she was really cool. So I had already found a friend uh, in in Munich. That was really nice. And she'd been there before. She was actually like moving to Munich um, for a few months. So she had lived there for like a couple of months before and she already knew how to navigate the train system, um, how to get the tickets, all of that. So thank God I didn't have to like figure anything out because that is just like, that is my least favorite part of travel. I think is like when you arrive in a new place and you're just like, like, I honestly get like pretty bad public transport anxiety. It's not like actually being on a train. I love being on a train. I just don't like figuring out is this going in the right direction? How do I buy a ticket? Have I bought the right ticket? Um, And all of that stuff, right? So thank God I didn't have to like do any of that, any of that like head, head brain work. She got where I needed to go. Um, Yeah, like I said, slept, taught, slept, taught. And then I did some exploring of Munich. Um, yeah, I really didn't, I've never been to Germany before. Uh, I know a lot of like people from Germany, um, and they were like, why are you coming here? But we're so happy you're here. Uh, so that was really sweet. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so it was just a lot of like walking around, um, like Fern, my, my friend that I met in the airport and I, we hung out a bunch, went to a few museums, um, not really much to report. Like, honestly, it was just like, it's a cool city. Uh, I really do still want to go back to the rest of Germany. I've heard Cologne is beautiful. Obviously, Berlin is meant to be quite an interesting place. Um, and there are a few other places. And I think like the German countryside is also meant to be quite lovely. So I do have plans to go back. Mm. And then from Germany, I caught a bus. Oh, this was this was the worst. I, so for like a year and a half, I have been having, or had been having it stop now, thank God, um, having like the worst period pain, like just on and off, like sporadically throughout months. It's typically like if I'm just exerting too much energy. Um, and yeah, so on a bus between Munich and Switzerland, which was my next stop, like Zurich, I threw up literally like eight times. I thought I was going to die, uh, which seems to be like, you know, the boat between the boat and the bus, like what is going on? Uh, But yeah, it was really, really horrible. And like the lady sitting next to me, God bless her. uh, Like she was German. She spoke no English, um, but she was just like patting, patting my shoulder every time I came back from throwing up, Um, you know, that little, little act of kindness. And then eventually, like, I was just like literally on the floor of the bathroom of this bus. I was like, 
please God, like take this pain. And then, thank God I started feeling better. So you know what? Cheers. Cheers, God. That was a lot. Uh, but yeah, so anyway, so I arrived in Zurich and then I was staying with a friend uh, who I met through this podcast, actually, Julia, um, who, yeah, found the podcast. And then she took my HD reader training years ago, 2021. um, And she invited me to stay with her at her family home in Switzerland, which was so nice. It was a nice little break from hotels, hostels um, and all of that stuff, which I'd been in for a couple of weeks. So that was amazing. Um, how did I get there? Oh yeah. She picked me up from the train station. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh my God. That was just another thing. Like in Zurich, um, I thought I bought a train ticket to get to like the next stop where I had to go to meet Julia. But then I tried to show my ticket and the train was going to leave in like two minutes. They're like, this isn't the ticket. This is the receipt. I was like, oh my God. So I'd let like my ticket come out of the ticket machine, but I hadn't grabbed that. I'd grabbed just the receipt. So I had to sprint back. Thank God my ticket was still there. Um, and then sprint back and somehow made it onto that train. And I was just like, oh my God, why, why do I do this? Why does anybody travel? Please get me a cup of tea and a couch. (laughs) The world is not worth it. Obviously that's not true. Um, that is a joke, but at the time, like, why does anybody do this? why 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 uh yes travel develops a strong nervous system let me tell you that okay um yeah so I spent I think like three days uh with Julia and her family and it was so nice Switzerland is so beautiful um we went to a waterfall which was really really fun um and yeah, trying to think what else we did. We just chatted. It was really nice to eat some home-cooked food again. The delicious, like, grated potato hash of Switzerland. Um, yeah, and then I only had three days there. And then I went to Spain, I want to say. Is that right? Did I go anywhere? No, I went to France, of course. Yes, yes. So for the weekend, I had... Um, a Airbnb in Lyon in France. Uh, Absolutely beautiful. I have been to Paris uh, when I was living in England. I I took like the bus to France, uh, Paris, and I loved it, right? Like I know some people don't really vibe with Paris or think it's like overrated, but I don't know. I kind of like like those like grungy, like grungy, romantic kind of cities. Granted, I was only in Paris for like six days or something. So maybe that wasn't long enough to like see the true ugliness. But I think, I, you know, it is what it is. Um, and I really, really like France. I really like French people. I think they're so funny. Um, so I was really excited to see a different part of the country. And it did not disappoint the cobblestones. Oh, my God, the cobblestones, the food. Like, can we just with French food? I actually cannot. Like, just the flavors. The fact that you can literally eat like bread and cheese and like die with it's the most delicious thing you've ever put in your mouth wild absolutely wild I don't know how they do it but they continue to do it I wonder what I would say would be like the best cuisine in the world it's very difficult to say um but French is up there it's definitely not the best 
uh, any French people listening want to like strangle me. Um, when I was in the Philippines, I was like traveling with like a Spanish girl and then like a bunch of French students and they were both just like <laughs> having a war uh, between me about like which is the better cuisine. It was very funny. Um, but yeah, my weekend in France, oh my God, it was so beautiful. My Airbnb was so gorgeous. It was like on the river and then it had those windows that like kind of go out. It was like on the fifth floor, um, those windows that you like push out and pretend you're in the British countryside. And I could just like look down upon the river and the city and daydream. And it was like a tiny apartment. Like it was so, so small, but it was like romantic, right? Um, that's, that's the French dream. So I really want to go back to France. I would like to spend like more time there at some point. I think I want to do like a month there at some point. I don't exactly know when it's going to happen, but at some point in my life, maybe sometime in the next five years, um, I want to live out that baguette and cheese lifestyle. Uh, okay. So from Lyon, uh, that was when I went to Spain. I went to Barcelona and I think in Barcelona, I don't, no, if I just no, because I have spoken to like Spanish people and then like people who spent a lot of time in Spain and just sort of said it's not like the nicest city. It's kind of like you either like really love it or you really don't vibe with it. And personally, I did not vibe with it. Don't let that stop you if you're thinking about going there. Um, you know, in true third line fashion, you you know, I will say experience something for yourself. But it was just too big. The part I stayed in was quite a cool part of the city I think it was very like local so I could just sit in tapas bars uh say hola um and drink uh the Tinto Verano I don't think I'm pronouncing that right um but it's like this delicious like wine red wine drink uh and eat the patatas bravas which is like the fried potatoes with this bravas sauce like spicy sauce and just chill um so that was what I did I like honestly the one time I tried to do like a touristy thing in Barcelona it was just the worst day like I walked an hour because again like public transport anxiety and I couldn't be bothered figuring out the train system that day plus I wanted some exercise so I walked for like an hour I got to this like garden and then turns out you should really like book your tickets in advance because apparently tickets to this garden sell out like days in advance of like Okay, so I've walked all the way here and I can't go in. So I got a granita with like a lemon granita like drink and started walking around. And then this kid, this little child. Oh, it's so funny. I have to tell you. Okay. <laughs> so many things. Uh, okay. But this, I hear this kid saying like, hello, and like waving at me. And I was like, oh, sweet little boy. Like this kid would have been like 11 or 12. Um and I was like, oh, hi. And like, I waved at him and then he just threw rocks, like not like rocks, but like gravel down at me. And some landed in my lemon granita that I'd paid four euros for. I was just like, bro, bro, this is the worst. So I went back home and yeah, just stuck to my little part of town. But what I was going to say, it was funny because my friend Vanessa uh, from Gilly Air, she, she got back to... Um, Italy that day and she went to Naples so she's from Bologna 
but she went to Naples, uh, which she'd never been to before because she was like, okay, it's my first day back in Italy after three or four months in Indonesia. I need the best pizza. Um, so, and Naples is like famous for having the best pizza in Italy. Uh, so she flew into Naples and then she sent me a message that night. She's like, oh my God, like I walked outside in Naples and this kid threw an apple at me. I was like, what is with the little boys today? Why are they being so sassy? Uh, yeah, so did that. And then it was around about that time where I, I said to Vanessa, I was like, do you know what? I think I'm going to come see you in Italy. Um, it has to happen. I need pizza. I need pasta. Uh, so we started planning that. I spent my week in Barcelona um, and then I actually wish, so my flight to Malta was from Valencia, which is like a bit like, I don't know, I guess like three, it was three hours west on the train um, of Barcelona. I don't know how far it is to drive. And I wish I'd like split my time or even like spent all of my time in Valencia because I only had like two hours <laughs> to explore the city, but it was beautiful. Um, and I went to the airport and then I flew to Malta. And like I said, I'm going to be doing a different episode for Malta, but just know that it was, it, it is like my favorite country that I've ever traveled to, like outside of Australia ever. It like, if there is anywhere on your to travel list, it should be Malta and message me and ask me for the tips or just listen to the Malta special podcast when I get around to recording it. Um, but yeah, I've, I've like sent so many people there, like all of my travel friends who like live in Europe, like I'm going to Malta because of you. I'm like, hell yeah, you are. You're going to have the best time. Um, but yeah. Okay. So one sec. Okay. So I just took a two second break to crack open a San Pellegrino Quinoto, you know, cause we're going to talk about Italy. So from Malta, uh I flew in to oh yeah this was funny um Vanessa was like where are you flying into like I'll come pick you up like because um yeah and I was like okay I'm flying into Venice and <laughs> fortunately the night before and I just like told her what time I was getting in she's like great I'll be there um fortunately the night before I sent her like a screenshot so she could have the um flight number just in case it got like delayed or whatever uh, and she's like, okay, you're not flying into Venice. <laughs> you're flying into like Venice Treviso, which I didn't even know was an airport, but it's like an hour North of, of the actual like Venice airport. I was like, oh my God. Okay. Well, I'm very happy, uh, that we sorted that out. Okay. Um, so fortunately she was there at the right place at the right time. It was so nice. I so rarely have the experience of like, arriving at an airport um that's not Melbourne anyway and like having someone just standing there waiting there for you uh so it was so nice she had like a little sign that says Heather which I still have and yeah we just she bought me a little bombolini which is like a um it's it's like a donut with um custard in it uh but that was like our breakfast and so began the 10 days did we have together? Yeah, 10 days of Italian, very sweet breakfasts. Um, that is one thing that like I don't understand. I, I definitely got into it because, you know, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. Um, but I'm such like a savory in the morning gal. Like when I have my sweets, it's like typically like a hot chocolate in the afternoon. I, I get that kind of craving for. 
Uh, but I love like at the moment I'm having like turmeric and garlic cauliflower on toast for breakfast with this like in Albania they have this like kind of like sun-dried tomato pesto that's like really accentuated with like feta um it's it's I don't I have no idea what this sauce is but it's so good so I have that on top of my cauliflower on toast and it is chef's kiss but yeah so I definitely got into the habit like I you know you kind of have no choice in Italy it's like you want breakfast you can either have like eggs um but for that you have to go to like a special like sit down restaurant or whatever or like put in the effort of making it yourself or you can have like a croissant (laughs) and a cappuccino um so this was the beginning of the croissant or donut and cappuccino lifestyle that I would be living for the next 10 days okay um and this is like you know something that I've spoken about before but like yeah I I feel like even if you have like I don't know like eating pastries in Europe just hits different eating pastries anywhere else because it's just like such a high quality, like the love as well that they put into the croissants in like France or like the, yeah, croissants in, in Italy and whatever. It's just, it's different. Um, okay. So what did we do? Wow. Oh, well, we went to Venice, right? We drove to Venice. I've never been to Venice. Uh, we had the car, like, which is just so good. I am such like a hesitant driver. So I typically, I don't think I've ever rented a car on a trip. Uh, yeah. Like I said, in my Asia episode, like in Asia, I'll get like people who know how to ride the scooters and just be their friend. Um, so I was so happy that she had the car. She knew I wasn't comfortable driving. So she was going to be doing all the driving. She's like, yes, it's fine. It's fine. Um, so we went into Venice and walked around the city. It was so beautiful. Like literally like a romance book come to life. Like, I don't know. It's really random, but it's like, I feel like even more or probably like equal with Paris, maybe even more Venice gets romanticized. Like, I know if it's the same in like other countries, but like in Australia, like Venice is like romanticized to nothing else. And honestly, for good reason, like it is beautiful. Um, yeah, I, I really don't have much to say. Like we just like walked around, we had some food, of course, had my first Italian gelato, which I actually didn't have many of. Usually like the sweet breakfast was like enough, <laughs> enough sweets for me for that day, sadly. Cause I remember like last time I went to Italy, I ate so much gelato. Oh my God. And it's just, it's so good. Um, so yeah, we went to Venice and then it ended up being like quite a long day. Uh, and we actually stayed in Venice that night. Actually, we stayed a little bit outside of the city, um, in, yeah, just another like really cute Airbnb and, oh my God, we went out. Oh yeah. This dinner. Oh my God. If you've never, been to Italy how could I even tell you how good the pasta is like there is no way to describe like I'm literally like tearing up right now because it's like you can hear a thousand times like oh my god the food in Italy is so good the food in Italy is so good but it nothing can prepare you for how good (laughs) the food in Italy is (laughs) wow um I had this like I think I had gnocchi this night I had this like kind of like four mushroom gnocchi delicious um like kind of like mushroomy creamy vibes and it's like it's small serving sizes that's the only thing but it really makes you appreciate it more 
And then we went to this restaurant. Um, so yeah, we went to this restaurant and it was like a bit more quiet, but delicious. And then next door, we saw this restaurant that we tried to get a table at, but they were busy. And then we were like, okay, it's fine. We'll go for dessert. Cause I was like, I really need tiramisu. Like I live for tiramisu. It's my vice. It is my love. It's my reason for being <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we're getting silly now. Um, so we went to this restaurant, like, you know, uh, probably like 10 o'clock, like it's getting late. You'd expect them to be quieting down, but they were still so busy. And so Vanessa was like, I mean, she's just like a bossy, sassy Italian gal. And she's like, I will have what I want. And my visitor here wants your tiramisu. So she will have it. So she made the waitress and herself, they like carried, uh, this like kind of like wine barrel that was near the door as like decoration. She's like, this will be our table. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. <laughs> so she's like, see, you do have a table available. And <laughs> they were like, okay, yeah. What do you want? Um, and every time this happened in Gilly air to every time that I was like, oh, we should get, um, tiramisu for dessert. Like there was a really nice, like decent Italian restaurant, um, pizza place on Gilly air. Mama's Pizza, if you ever go to Gili Air or Indonesia, they have one in Lombok as well. Uh, yeah, I really recommend it. But yeah, anytime I was like, we should get tiramisu. I was like, we should share it. She's like, no, I don't share tiramisu. I was like, okay, we'll get one each. And every single time she gets like halfway through, I'm like, you're full, aren't you? She's like, yes. <laughs> so exactly the same thing happened. Uh, I was like, we should share a tiramisu. And she's like, no, no, I don't share a tiramisu. Um, and yeah, of course, like halfway through, I was like, you're eating that whole thing. <laughs> I'm going to sit here and watch you eat it. And you're eating the rest of mine too, because you made me get a full one, but I'm full as I knew I would be. But yeah, it like, it was absolutely unreal. It was such a good tiramisu. I still think about it to this day. Although it's kind of been taken over in my rankings by the actual best tiramisu I've ever had, which is Vanessa's mum's um, tiramisu, which we will get to. So we stayed, we slept in Venice, we woke up, we had our beautiful sweet breakfast, of course, of a um, cappuccino and a croissant. And I think I also had like a, a salmon patty or something. Like I just, I needed something savory, right? I was easing myself into it. Um, and the coffee in Italy is so strong that as soon as I like had a few sips, I was like, I need something to bring me back down to earth. Like I need some food. I need some salt. <laughs> I don't know what is happening inside my body right now. I adjusted. I did. Um, but yeah, those first couple of days, wow, that coffee is insane. Anyway, so, um, yeah, we had that and then we went back to the car and we started driving to Bologna because we were going to go to her house. But then halfway through the drive, she's like, oh, my God, do you want to go see like where Romeo and Juliet lived? And I was like, obviously I do. She's like, OK, cool. We're only like an hour's drive from there and it's not like super far out of the way. Um, put in Google Maps. So we went to Verona. We went to Verona, another very, very romantic city. Beautiful. Uh, there we went to a cafe, um, and that was where I really got to start to practice my Italian speaking skills, uh, cause the staff there were like kind of young and like cool and, you know, opened, I guess they're like, you know, obviously it's like a really touristy place. So they were really, um, but not like 
not like Venice touristy, kind of more like, I guess, off the beaten track, a tiny little bit tourists, um, more so than just like everyone going to Venice. So they were a bit more like open and like kind. And I managed to order for us successfully, which was good. And yeah, had a lot of pasta again. What can I say? Saw the balcony where Juliet allegedly would would chat to Romeo as he like threw stones at her window. Can't see anything to do with Romeo and Juliet and not think of Taylor Swift. Um, and especially like the Juliet balcony from the Speak Now tour has so much more perspective for me. Like, thank you, Italy, for putting this into perspective. And then from Verona, we did drive to Bologna to Vanessa's parents' house, uh, which, yeah, was really, really cool to see. Um, And her mum made us so much food while I was staying there. Uh, She's like, obviously, she's an amazing cook. Um, She made this like aubergine and no zucchini parmigiana and it's really really funny because like in Australia if you say like parmigiana it's automatically um chicken parmigiana and in Italy like Vanessa and her dad were both like parmigiana with chicken no because it's meant to be like eggplant like aubergine or zucchini so that was a fun little vegetarian win um for me that I could like have up on my dad uh and it was amazing and then yeah Vanessa said to her mom, like, when we got in, she's like, Heather really wants to try your homemade tiramisu. And literally, I guess she must have, like, taken that as an order, even though we are like, no rush, <laughs> no rush uh, for dessert. She pulls out this giant tray of tiramisu, like, just a million layers, delicious. Again, it's the best. It will never be replicated by any fancy restaurant tiramisu I ever try ever again. I cannot repeat it. And I'm so happy I had that experience. And I hope my wish for all of you is that you find a Vanessa's mum, like whoever your Vanessa happens to be, uh, to make you this, this delicious morsel. What followed was four or five days in Bologna, just um, really exploring, I guess, like Vanessa's history. She took me to see, like I met um, a couple of her friends. I met a couple of her exes. Uh, She's very, very friendly with her exes, which as a Scorpio, I just did not relate to. Um, She's an Aries, so we definitely get along in that regard. Uh, Yes, her fiery, fieriness definitely appeals to me. Anyway, so did that. Um, and what else did we do? Oh, it was her birthday. Yeah, it was her birthday on the Friday when I was there. So we went out to dinner with her parents at this like amazing Italian restaurant, uh, on the top of a mountain, literally. (laughs) And again, just ate the best food. And her dad was like, order more, order more. We get more, we get more. I was like, oh my God, I, I cannot, I cannot, but we did, we ate a lot. It was amazing. And then um, from there, uh, once we, I think it was on Monday, we had about four more days to go and we started our road trip. We were taking a road trip to Naples and Pompeii. Uh, So where did we stay? I don't know where we stayed. I know we had a stop in between. Ah, I think it was somewhere in, we stopped somewhere in Tuscany. Oh my God. Yes. Okay. So we stopped somewhere 
in Tuscany and we went to Mont Montepulciano, which you may know for one of two reasons or both. Bonus points if you know it for these two reasons. Number one, it is the name of my favorite red wine, Montepulciano, um, like type of red wine. And that is because it's from that region that that wine arose into the world and started gracing us with its existence. And reason two, Montepulciano is the Italian like city, town, village, whatever you want to call it, where the twilight scenes of New Moon um, were filmed. Like, so if you haven't seen Twilight New Moon, firstly, who are you? What are you doing? Uh, but secondly, um, yeah, towards the end, there are like scenes set in Italy and Montepulciano is the town where that's set. So Vanessa spoiled me. Uh, she took me to that place knowing I'm a big Twilight fan um, or really a fan of anything from around the year 2008. <laughs> and it was cool. I got to pretend to be Edward stepping out um, into the sun. Obviously, I didn't take my shirt off as he did to reveal the sparkles, you know, because I didn't want to give away the fact that I'm secretly a vampire and risk the vulture eye. Uh, sentencing me to to have like be burned right be ripped to pieces and burned as is vampire law in the twilight world obviously so did that drank some multiple chiano and then continued on our road trip we got to Pompeii um it had been a long driving day and <laughs> yeah the roads in Naples are interesting <laughs> compared to like northern Italy it's like uh, we stopped in Rome too. We stopped in Rome for pizza, obviously. Um, and then we continued on to, yeah, Pompeii and Naples. Um, yeah, compared to the north of Italy, the roads are like really neat and whatever. But then in the south, it's just like pure chaos. And Vanessa was getting very, very annoyed. And I was like, I wish I could offer to drive, but I do not want to do that. Um, so we arrived at our hotel and our hotel genuinely had like a view of the mountains of like, and volcanoes of like Pompeii. So that was amazing. Um, and the owner was so, so nice. He gave us like complimentary wine, uh, and we just like chilled. Um, yeah, it had been a long day. We watched some Disney plus we were watching Hannah Montana at the time. And then the next day was our Pompeii trip. So Pompeii is massive. Um, it's like a, I mean, I'm sure you've heard of it, but basically it's a town, a city that was perfectly maintained by a layer of volcanic ash since uh, the Mount Vesuvius is, is that, am I thinking of the right? My brain is going completely blank. I've been talking for a very, very long time now. Um, so if I'm getting any any of these terms wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's called Mount Vesuvius. Yeah, let's go with that. Anyway, since that erupted and it blanketed the town of Pompeii in like layers and layers of volcanic ash and like maintained this perfect like ancient, like circa like 100 AD town for, yeah, thousands, like near, over 2000 years or approximately 2000 years. And you can go there, you can walk around the ruins. Um, they have like a museum, they have like a pretty much perfectly 
maintained villa from that time and yeah it's really cool because you can see like obviously all of the gods and stuff that I've been researching and learning about for the last like two three years that I've sort of been really fascinated by the Greek myths and of course the Roman myths are in there too um, and you get these little like headsets, like we did like a little audio tour. So you get this little headset and you walk around to all these different ruins and you'll see like all of the paintings on the wall of various mythologies. And then it'll tell you which myths the paintings are of and stuff like that. And we got to see the Isis memorial, like the, or not memorial, like sanctuary um, and all these little like temples to all of the gods, right? Jupiter, uh, Mercury had a tower. Mercury's like little place was like a, is kind of like a watchtower. So you can kind of like climb Mercury's tower and just get a full view of the entire town. So that was really cool. But it was amazing. Pompeii is something that I have wanted to go to for genuinely like 20 years. I have been so fascinated by the whole idea of just like, I don't know. I'm like, I, I really find archaeology so fascinating and the idea that like wherever you're walking, you're probably walking on like ruins and like history and bones. <laughs> and so the whole idea that, and I'm also really fascinated by natural disasters. I think Pompeii is just the perfect combination of things that fascinate me, right? Natural disasters, archaeology, history, mythology. I mean, what is not to love? Okay. So yeah, we did that. I, I'm so happy um, we did it and that it was a long drive, but it was definitely worth it. And then from there, uh, we drove to Pescara, which is on the East Coast and kind of had like one night by the seaside. It was freezing. It was like still April, early April when I was there. So it wasn't like a really beachy time, but we just needed some chill beach vibes. And then... I got on my flight to head to Albania. So we had to say goodbye again, um, but I'm sure I'll see her again before I leave the general vicinity of Europe. So that is where we are up to. Um, there will be, yeah, like I said, one more episode, which is Malta. Um, but I hope you've enjoyed this little come travel with me series and lots of love, peace and love, all that stuff. Bye.